Brain, relationships, trust, they all mean the same thing. When you're in that mode, you're 100% giving more than what you're getting in return. It is not fair. You have a conversation with someone, and, and even if they want to hit you up and say, hey, look, uh, I want you to come here and speak, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I, I can offer you an honorarium and travel, travel and stipend. You want to know how you build trust really fast? Tell them, hey, bro, I already know it's your first one. I know it's hard for you. You know what I'm saying? I make enough money. I can take care of myself. Let me just give my time to you. Welcome to The Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's going on, everybody? I am ecstatic about this podcast episode. Uh, this this episode felt more like just an organic conversation um, than anything else. And I think that's why you guys are going to enjoy it so much. Uh, the guest that I have on the show, his name is Andrew Nguyen. And if you've ever attended the BYOB conference, then you know who this guy is. If you've ever... Um, wanted to know, to learn more about marketing, if you've ever wanted to learn more about that, the way that he's built such a strong brand um, and how you can do the same, you definitely want to tap into this episode. I mean, the things that we talk about, the things that we unpack, it, some of it is there's nothing that you haven't quote unquote conceptually heard before, but it's the way that we talk about it and the perspective that you get from it. I think that's going to be very transformative for you guys. You know, normally I would wait to do this formal intro, um, you know, wait to get the bio back from the guests. But I just was too eager and too excited to go ahead and record this. And then when you're talking to somebody for an hour, if you can't say enough words to create an intro, then you probably weren't listening to what they were saying. So I'll give you guys, you know, uh, the quick rundown. But, you know, he in college, uh, he was a DJ. Um, He cut hair. He ended up getting into the military. He ended up getting into event planning. He ended up uh, graduating college and getting a corporate job and then ultimately building an agency on the side. I didn't even mention that. On the, I meant to m- mention on the podcast, he got a corporate job at Pepsi and I got a corporate job at Coca-Cola when I was you know, graduating from school. So didn't realize that at the time I didn't mention it. But anyways, this guy is a powerhouse and you absolutely 100% want to pull out your note on your phone or pull out a sheet of paper and take some notes, guys. I'm going to actually go back and listen to this because some of the things, like I said, we talked about, it just really reminded me of what's really important when it comes to building anything for that matter, right? Doing what you love, doing what you love. If you couldn't see, if you couldn't hear, if you couldn't touch it, is the thing that you're doing, does it make your heart smile? Right. Because when you're doing that, it doesn't matter how much money you make, how much profitable, how profitable you are, like you feel good. Right. And that's kind of how we ended off on the podcast. And I just want you guys to really, really, really. I mean, we're still very early on in the year Um, as of this recording. This is March. So, you know, we're coming up on the third month pretty quickly. But this could completely change your perspective on how to approach the rest of the year. 
So I'm not saying this to gas it up. I genuinely mean this. Uh, This is a conversation that I really enjoyed, and I know you're going to enjoy it as well. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. Guys, we got a really, really special guest today, Uh, so much so that he made the sacrifice of taking this podcast episode on on the road, on the way uh, to to D.C. from Atlanta. So really appreciate this guest. I mean, you probably already know who he is. Um, He's, you know, a pioneer in the space of, of marketing, a thought leader. And so with no further ado, Drew, what's going on, man? Thank you for being on the show. Hey, man, what's up? Thank you for taking the time out. I'm super excited to, to chop it up. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, well, you know, I know I always do my, my formal intro and, you know, guys kind of get a, a, they can glean my understanding of, of who my guests are in my words. But, you know, if you don't mind sharing, you know, for a few minutes, like in your own words, like just who are you and what are you all about? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, no, and and I'll do, I'll do a quick, um, um, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll give a kind of condensed version, but man, basically, um, grew up in, in PG County, Maryland, from the DMV. Um, ended up going to a small HBCU called Hampton University down in Hampton, Virginia. Um, you know, I had very, you know, kind of like stereotypical parents when it came to like, yo, you got to be, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, just kind of as like immigrants and stuff like that. And um, that's what I originally went to Hampton for. Um, I was supposed to be a pharmacist. When I got there, my first semester, I failed every single class. I realized at the moment that science was not for me. I kind of knew beforehand, but then now I really, really knew, right? And so um, I was kind of like going through the strides. I couldn't even stay awake in class. I hated it. At the same time, though, um, I started, uh, I've always been very entrepreneurial, but, um, but uh, you know, being a broke college student, you know, it definitely heightened that uh, kind of whole um uh, environment right and so I was always looking to hustle right and I'm the type of guy where like um, I don't I don't necessarily get caught up in what I want to do especially when you're just trying to survive I look at the market and I'm like yo where's there a need how can I do something you know based off of what people already need and one of the first things that I, I thought of was you know I, uh, I was in a dorm room full of, full of men and I was like yo everybody needs a haircut but everybody's broke and everybody doesn't have 20 bucks you know what I'm saying like let me put a sign up on my door I, and I put a sign up it, it was audio's barbershop and people just started stopping by and I started, you know, cutting, you know, one head, two heads. I was cutting, I was cutting like 10 heads a day, right. Making like five bucks a head. And it was good to kind of get to know everyone, right. From a, from a synergy perspective, but it was also kind of like that extra, you know, curricular money that you use as a freshman to, you know, do whatever you want to do in college. Right. And so I started with that um, just because I was a broke college student, you know, and then, and then immediately right after that, the next thing I kind of noticed was, there was a DJ there. His name was DJ Tay James. You know, he was a senior in college at Hampton. I was a freshman and I was like, yo, like, and of course being a, being at HBCU, like there's always music, you know what I'm saying? Doing the calf, you know, doing the cafeteria hours, you know, doing, doing the school day after the school, like there's always music everywhere. There's always a DJ. And in my mind, I was like, yo, if he's graduating, who's going to take over? And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I want to take over. That's kind of what I told myself, right? On some like self-manifestation type of stuff. I remember coming up to him and I was like, yo, I can do everything you're doing, even though I couldn't. And he just kind of blew me off. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I kind of went back to my dorm room and I was, I was looking at all these $5 bills that I saved up from cutting hair. I was like, you know what? Let me just kind of, you know, go on eBay, buy some cheap speakers, buy some cheap, you know, turntables, whatever it was. And I literally shipped all of them to my dorm room and people were looking at me like I was crazy. But I just kind of wanted to learn because I was like, man, I know this is an opportunity. And so, um, and so I was, you know, I, 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 I did that. Honestly, 
you know, when you start something new at the beginning, just like everything else, everything is based off of supply and demand. And so I wasn't getting like officially booked or anything like that. But, you know, there's little house parties, apartment events, little things here and there, right, that people do on the weekends. And I just kind of offered myself, you know, put myself out there, right? Because, you know, what else was I going to do with that time? You know what I'm saying? So just kind of put myself out there, kind of showcase what I was able to do. And things started really, really picking up. You know what I'm saying? People were kind of like recognizing and knowing like, yo, this is kid. You know what I'm saying? He'll do your, your parties for free or your events, whatever, right? And it's kind of start building demand. And just like with the demand, like over time, it's like once you get overbooked, like, well, you know, I can't do it free. You know, uh, you know, so this person offered me $10. You know what I'm saying? What you want to do? And so like $20. And then for it, it's just kind of, it's demand. Everything is just based off of demand. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that started picking up. And so that started getting cool. And so, you know, forget the $5. You know, I was making $50 now, you know? And so, and so just by DJing and then, um, at the same time, though, what happened was I was filling all of my classes in school and I was on the verge of getting kicked out. And I was like, oh, man, that's not good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up switching my major, but I didn't tell my parents. And, you know, at the time they were co-signing the loans, all that good stuff. They didn't find out until the end of my freshman year. And when they found out, they went like berserk. They were just like, nah, like, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, we're not going to co-sign, you know, if you're just going to get a general business degree, you know, an MBA, whatever, like you can go to University of Maryland, you know, what I'm saying like pay two thousand in-state tuition versus 20000 Right. And so we went back and forth tremendously. And I was like, nah, man, like, like a lot of things are picking up here. Like even that year, you know, after I started doing a little bit more events, you know, one of my first official events, I got a call. This was 08, the night that Obama got elected into office, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, being, a, being a, at an a HBCU campus, they were doing big events, all good stuff. You know, the DJ, Tay, he wasn't available because he had to go up to D.C., you know, Tay was really, really plugged in. He eventually graduated and became Justin Bieber's DJ. So that led on to like a whole bunch of other stuff that, you know, further opened the doors and all that good stuff. But he couldn't do it. And so they hit me up and they were like, yo, we only got 20 bucks. But if you want to DJ, you can DJ the official, you know, Obama, you know, um, 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 uh, election party. Wow. I was like, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's more money than I've ever had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take it. And so I did that. And then the funny thing was like, come around the next Monday, like, cause all the newspapers were there, like the radio station was there. Like I was on the front page of all this, like all this stuff. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. Of course, Tay came back and, you know, a lot of people started respecting me more, you know, based off of what had just happened there. You know what I'm saying? It's just all the, the little gigs here and there and there. But like I said, like I was failing in the background and I was failing in school. Parents wanted to take me out of school. All that's good stuff. I eventually kind of came to a cornerstone where I tell a lot of people like, a lot of times you get to a point in your life where it's like you have to decide like, you know, what you want to do and are, like how far are you willing to go for it? You know, on one end, they were like, this is the only way you're going to continue going to school. On, one, on the other end, I was like, nah, I believe in this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever it takes to do that. And they were so disappointed that they were like, yo, if that's what you want to do, don't come home. Don't talk to us. Like, we don't want anything to do with you. You're like, you're a huge disappointment, blah, blah. You know, it's that whole kind of dynamic. You know what I'm saying? And so they kind of basically, I remember just my, my father telling me like, yo, like I'm just, owning everything you know what i'm saying i don't want anything to do with you you disappoint us like we don't want anything to do with you and so after that summer i was kind of just completely on my own i was sleeping in my car i was couching on friends you know couches i was sneaking into dorm rooms to to to, to take showers i had to beg the cafeteria ladies because i was definitely still broke you know what i'm saying but i was kind of at this point in my life where it was like you know it's kind of like you and god against the world you know what i'm saying that just happened to me at a very young age you know what i'm saying when i was like 17 18 and that would really, that's what really, really like brought on a whole other level of hustle, you know, over the past 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Just knowing that, you know, ultimately like you got to take care of you, you know what I'm saying? And so got to the point where I was like, yo, things are picking up, 
You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is a calling. I feel like there's a purpose here. I feel like I'm supposed to be here, but I still need to be in school, right? I still need to figure out how to get through school. I ended up even like walking down, you know, I was just kind of sitting down figuring out how I could get through school. And I'm just walking down a mall one day and I see a recruiter, you know what I'm saying, for the military. Yeah. And I just walked in and I was like, man, I need some money for school. What can y'all do? <laughs> and next thing you know, I walked out and I signed up for the Marine Corps boot camp. <laughs> and I was like, F it, yo. And I, then that summer, I got sent down to Paris Island, South Carolina, bro. And I was just like, because I, I didn't have no other options. And I was willing to do whatever was necessary to get me where I wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? To get to the benchmarks and milestones that I wanted to get. You know what I'm saying? And so right, right. for me, I was willing to do whatever is necessary. And so, and so I went down to, to Paris Island. I was in boot camp for three months. You know what I'm saying? I was trained by the, you know, by the, by the nation's best and all this good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Then I came back and then I, you know, now I got a cosign, you know, to get through school and then I could build the business and all this good stuff. And so, I mean, long story short, I mean, that was kind of the pinnacle of a lot of stuff. And I always start there because I always say like, man, people get to a point in their life where they just realize, yo, it's you and God against the world. What you going to do? Right. You know what I'm saying? That might not happen until after college. That might not happen to your 30s. That might not happen. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, I didn't like it going through it, but I knew that it became pinnacle for everything that came afterwards, right? And so I finished up, you know, I finished up school. I was hustling. I was DJing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, I grew a significant career out of just the music and entertainment business. Tay went to become, you know, the DJ for, for Justin Bieber. I started to learn more. I started to travel. I started to do concerts and tours. That got me into event planning, you know what I'm saying, which is crazy because 10 years down the road, I'm throwing, you know, one of the largest kind of like millennial conferences, right? But that comes right. back to my events and my production and all this good stuff that I had 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of this is always full circle. It might not make sense in the moment, but, you know, that's kind of went. I graduated college. I took a corporate job. My mindset was, you know what, I still want to stack more money. And, I, and I'm always in a learning mentality. I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur, but you know what? There's still so much that I need to learn. Let me jump into a big Fortune 500 company. Let me learn the back end, the system, the process, the HR. So I went to work at Pepsi, and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? And I worked there for exactly one year um, while I decided to start a marketing agency because I realized that I ultimately didn't want to be in the entertainment industry. You know, I ultimately realized that, man, for me to be a DJ and to grow that, I had to be there to make that money. You know right. what I'm saying? So I, I, I got out of the self I didn't I no longer wanted to be self-employed. Like my nat my next like doing that for three, four years, my next natural progression, because I knew there was a ceiling, was well, how can I be a business owner? How can I be an entrepreneur and not just be self-employed? Yes, there is freedom in that, and that's a natural progression for most people. You know, you start out as an intern, as an employee, as a volunteer, you become employed. That's how you learn. You know what I'm saying? Even like I, I started a business, but I still wanted to go back and learn because there's still so much to know. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? Then, then you might become, you know, a, a self-employed doing what you are already doing because it gives you back your time and allows you to work when you want. But then still the next step after that is, is really being a business owner and an entrepreneur because now you're not necessarily trading your time for money. You know what I'm saying? You're able to walk away from it. And I knew that this progression was going to have to take place. And so I ultimately wanted to not be the, the talent and I wanted to build a marketing business and an agency because one thing that I realized was beyond being a DJ, what I loved was branding and marketing myself to become the DJ. This is when social media really started popping, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And I realized, wow, you can connect with people directly. You can market yourself. You can get opportunities, right? But, um, 
So, so yeah, man, I wanted to start, you know, I wanted to start um, uh, 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 kind of this marketing thing because I realized that my passion wasn't necessarily even DJing. It was more so marketing and branding myself. And the key point here is at, at certain moments, I wasn't even the brand that we were able to build, the partnerships, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the ability to promote and DJ. There are multiple different assets that make me a bigger value proposition than maybe a, a newer or better DJ on the market. Right. And so understanding your unfair advantage, that was really, really important. Basically, I graduated. I took a corporate job. I was working five to five, you know, for Pepsi. I went home. Then I worked six to two, you know, what I'm saying building out the agency. And um, and uh, within one year, I was able to leave my job. You know, um, um, three months later, we signed our first pro athlete, D'Angelo Hall, for the Washington Redskins. And I always tell, you know, it's kind of this off the field branding, marketing, social media type of thing. And I always tell people, once you do a good job for one guy, it's like, yo, here's my guy. Here's my guy. Here's my guy. So we started representing like dozens and dozens of different athletes that led over to CEOs, executive entrepreneurs, just kind of that whole like VaynerMedia, Gary Vee kind of, um, kind of thing um, was going down. And so, you know, that went all the way up to 2017. Um, and then I got to a really good point in our agency where things were free flowing. You know, I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have like FU money, but I was good. You know what I'm saying? Right. For a 25 year old. Um, and then, um, and then I saw the next need of the market. And that next thing was, man, you know, there's so many of my peers interested in growing their business and their brand, but I didn't feel like they were getting it the best way or from the best people. You know what I'm saying? Because they were just getting it from influencers and people that, you know, had a large following, but has, hasn't, haven't really been through the grind, really know the kinks, you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, being around my world and being around other young millennials who have built six to seven figure businesses, I knew that if we came out to the market and provided our knowledge and expertise in front of a real life audience, that, that it will blow across any, anybody else because you just, you won't know certain things until you go through it. You know what I'm saying? But they might not be the most popular people. And so in 2017, I decided to take a pause in the business. I rented a car for 30 days and I drove around the entire country, Atlanta, Charlotte, Richmond, DC, Philly, New York, Chicago, down the middle of the country, Dallas, Arizona, LA, and then San Francisco. I took my team with me. I did these pop-up workshops. I called it the Build Your Own Brand Tour. And that was the beginning of that. And then, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history. Wow. Wow. feels like you've lived uh, a whole lifetime in, uh, <laughs> in a yeah, few years. And I think that's when I first kind of like caught wind of you from afar. I was like, like, yo, what, what I saw some really dope visuals. I saw that somebody y'all were traveling. I think somebody I knew was a part of uh, the tour. I was like, what's this all about? And that's when I kind of yeah. first started tapping in. Um, and then it's just been amazing to see uh, how that's blossomed. So you've always had a, a knack or a tenacity for entrepreneurship, whether it was cutting hair, DJ, going to the military, event planning, uh, graduating college, you know, getting a corporate job and then building the agency, you know, you know yeah. right. That's, that's kind of a phenomenal um, track record. My question is, you know, at, at what point did you know that, because it seems like you have the ability to spot trends and, and absolutely you know, and pivot accordingly. So it's kind of a two-part question because I know you go by brand by, you know, um, brand with Drew on Instagram. So you're kind of also known for your marketing acumen, right? So yeah. how, how do you spot those trends, right? Like what is it that lets oh, you know, like, oh, no, that's a beautiful question. Time to make this pivot or to capitalize, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, sometimes they say the best, the best entrepreneurs are the people that are, that are fixing their own itch. You've heard of that, right? Yep. It's like, yo, I have, I have a problem like, and I can't find a solution. You know what I'm saying? How can I solve it? Right. So one way, one way is just by knowing. You don't even have, you know how people be like know your customer, have a buyer persona, all that good stuff. Right. If you know yourself really, really well, you know what 
what attracts you, what works, what doesn't work. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about over the next year? What are you thinking about over the next three years? You know what I'm saying? And so I say all that to say at the end of the day, bro, like I just know the customer so well. I know our audience. I know what they're thinking. I know what they're feeling. Not the demographic and, 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 and all that good stuff. The psychographic. Everything is under the brain. And because I'm a marketing guy, which is marketing is really just psychology, right? It's like all this is like very emotionally, even brand. Like what the hell is brand? Like, right. you know what like what does that mean? You know, some people throw that word around so much. All of this is very hard to quantify from a from a from a from for an average perspective of a person. But when you when you're the type of person that has put in ten thousand hours, you know what I'm saying? You've heard that into right. a certain thing. You just you see here and realize things that most people don't because they might have only put in a thousand or five thousand or whatever. Right. And because right. and that's just it, man. Like, you know, you know, I could say like I'm obsessed with what I do. I'm obsessed with who I serve, all that good stuff. But that's that that is really what it comes down to. And you know, the nice way of saying it is, you know, do research, you know what I'm saying? Do your market research. But market research in the in the sense that you're always thinking and trying to understand and it's impossible to understand in a day, in 30 days, in a year. You know what I'm saying? Like humans are complex. You know what I'm saying? And they're changing. So can you catch the change? Can you catch what's coming next? And you know what humans are also? Humans are also very predictable. There's an episode of Scandal that I watched that, will always rem- that I will always remember. Olivia, her dad, they were, they were by like a river. And our dad said this quote that will forever stick with me. He said, Olivia, humans are the most predictable species on earth, right? Because we all are moved by the same things. We are influenced by the same things. We know, and I mean, honestly, being a marketer is like, it's like being a fortune teller. I'm going to make this campaign because I know that once I show you this, you're going to react this way. And if you're good, you convert high. If you're not good, you convert low, right? The thing is, nobody converts at 100%. That's impossible. And so the difference between someone who's good and someone who's not is able to tell the future and convert more versus someone who's not. And the person who's able to convert more is the person who knows their customer better. 100%. You know, that was, that was a super dope what you just said. It made me think about something that I've never thought about in the way that I think about it now. So here's what, here's what I took from that, right? Like, if you actually take the time to master yourself, Right. Like if you think about the things that really are troubling you or the concerns that you have, right? a lot of times people might say, you know, in Silicon Valley world, like, oh, well, you know, you're not like your customer or like that's not scalable. But the reality is in the same breath, everybody talks about niching down and focusing. So the reality is there are hundreds or if not thousands or millions of people who probably have the same concerns that I have. So if I can get good at mastering myself, then I can more than likely translate that into impacting a bunch of people because I know inevitably there are people that have the same concerns as me. So instead of trying to like figure out what those mystery concerns are. What, it, what are my challenges? How can I master that and then package that together and then ultimately build something that scales, right? That's what 100%, I- 100%, 100%. Here's, 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 a, here's a quick insight too for people to think about. People don't realize most entrepreneurs are actually entrepreneurs by mistake, right? right? Because, because the reality is this, you can come up with a good idea. You can do everything you want. You could like study all this stuff. One thing that people 
will always one thing that most people get wrong is it's not that their idea or what they do is good or bad it's market timing right it's like does is the market ready for what you have or have you found a market that wants or needs what you have and the cool thing about knowing yourself is because in the moment you realize dang what's a need what's a desire what's a pain point and if i can figure out it out now then i'm sure there's other people that also have it now because people's pain points change right and so right. sometimes sometimes you know like it's it's so obvious like you know whether like literally like you look at the world and it's like things like one minute cryptocurrency is hot one minute it's not one minute everybody's talking about the, the virus one minute it's not and it's like a lot of things are just based off of like yo what is everybody talking about right now or what is everybody going to be going to talk about you know what i'm saying in the next 6 12 months based off of how they feel now and based off of how you feel and if you feel like in addition to how you feel because you've mastered yourself and know what your pain points are plus taking into a, a consideration your history and and the ability for you to solve certain problems like usually that combination is is what really really allows you know entrepreneurs to come up with something and for it to hit because just like like every entrepreneur who's an entrepreneur every time they release something it doesn't it doesn't hit and it doesn't hit because the timing is not right it's not because their idea is right or wrong it's because of the timing the market sentiment you know what i'm saying the audience you know do they really know themselves there are all these variables that take place but i do think knowing yourself and just and just you know you know you know yourself better than anybody else and so i do like the idea that by knowing yourself and knowing what your challenges are and solving that it really helps you because you know what it is it comes under r&d and if you don't have that you have to have a budget for that you wow. have to pay a team and so you you want to you want to know what lean entrepreneurship is it's not having to pay a team because you're just solving it for yourself you're doing r&d on yourself so i'm not saying it's not possible to actually solve any problem in the world you just have to understand that okay if this is not a problem that you're super familiar with you have to pay your team yourself all that stuff to go through that r&d to get super familiar with and to come up with a solution but if it's a problem that you already having it you're going to think about it and work on it whether you get paid or not 100 that's an advantage 100% that's powerful you know my so my next question kind of came out of that question so i also know that you're a long game guy right so like what is what is the balance between spotting and adapting to trends while still maintaining the long-term outlook, right? Like what is, what is that kind of that delicate nuance balance? Because I feel like, you know, if you're following trends, am I following trends in the same vein? And so that because yeah. of alignment or yeah. I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts on that. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example, a very good example. It's a great question, man. These are awesome questions. I really, I haven't, I haven't gotten this deep with anybody in a while. So this is good. Awesome. Spotted awesome. trends, spotted trends really comes down to two things. Well, it comes down to a couple things, but initially when I hear that, it's absolutely yes. You want to spot a trend and, and then you want to be that provider for it. And then as you build momentum for it, then it gets, then it hits a peak and then you become the number one player in that place. Now, what happens when most trends last, uh, a micro trend can be like six months or a year, but most like solid trends last for maybe three to four years, right? Oh. And then what happens then? So two things happen. There's only two things that can happen. One is either you can innovate the company and release a new product that grows with them, or you have to reach the next layer of the audience. So prime example, prime example, right? And, and when I say that, this is what I mean. Uh, uh, PayPal. P 
PayPal has been around for a lot of, of a long time. For millennials, it's kind of the thing to go. What's the new? What what did PayPal do? PayPal invested into Cash App because they knew that the next generation Z, they have different behavioral and user experiences where sending in transaction of money, you know, via a more simple or newer brand because maybe you know a, a PayPal is just you know older that 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 in order for them to continue making money that they have they need a new br- brand or product but it's still under the same umbrella right Bye. or right so so in order to target in order to keep the company going and knowing that okay millennials are phasing out and and the next new spurge of 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 buyers are gen z how can we serve them still doing the exact same thing but just in a fresh way because they require a brand that they're going to naturally want to resonate with right mm-hmm. who does this very well nike does this very well you notice how Nike, how does Nike stay on top for so long? Because they're, they're, they're in the bag of the 13 and 14-year-old AAU team every single year, right? And they create this flow where they're giving out products and building brand value. And even, you know, whoever the endorsement is at the moment, they're getting new players. Plus, they're feeding that into the ecosystem young so that, so that they grow in it with it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so that way, by the time... They go to college and they graduate. These players sign to Nike, right? So it's either, it's either or the other scenario is Apple, right? Apple has to release new products, right, in, in order to stay innovative. Now, they have us, but their ability to have us means that they have to create new products that allow us to get deeper and deeper into their ecosystem, right? And so, and so it's a combination of, of innovating on your products, but also innovating on, 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 on who you deliver to and knowing that, yo, if, if millennials are getting older, how can we, it, because the next generation is going to go through the same thing, right? Like, right. like you being 18 year old and the next, you know, 18 year olds, five years later are going to, at least from a behavioral and psychological, you know that they're going to go through college and they're going to go through all these emotions and they're going to, it's the same emotions, right? We talked about this earlier. Humans are very predictable, right? Now technology mm-hmm. and what they're influenced by might change. But the core of what they go through is very much the same. And you have to be able to pr- predict that, understand that, take into context the new variables, and then, and then give them a product that, that solves the same problem. Wow. Hey, this is a masterclass right here, y'all. <laughs> My audience is going to love this. This is a, a lot of game. Really appreciate you um, I'm di- diving in this way. So... My next question is, you know, I, I feel like what I don't feel, I know, like you're also a relationship guy, right? So while you are great at marketing, while you're great at understanding trends and pivoting, I think people might grossly underestimate the deep work behind the scenes of cultivating real community, real relationships to be able to do the things that you do, right? And so if you don't mind sharing a little bit about how you understood, and it could just simply be you're just a, a down to person and you want to really know people and, you know, um, that's a part of the process and then ultimately evolved into all these things. But like, did you also understand that community relationship building was the core of building, you know, your various brands and platforms? Because, you know, when I look at your conference and I've gone, you know, the first two years, I'm um, excited about this year in Miami. Uh, I, I see the caliber uh, of the people that you're able to attract. And I know that part of that is a byproduct of 
relationship building. So could you just speak to the importance of that? Because in this generation, so many people just want to jump ahead. It's like, oh, I want I see what Drew's doing. I would love to do that tomorrow. I would love to build a conference and get 2,000 millennials to come out. How is he doing that? Just thinking that you just have the juice. While that could be true, I don't. I think people might not understand the, the essence of relationship building and how that plays into the things that you've been able to do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna tell you relationship building number one thing. I think everybody should know that. And if you don't, then 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 that's 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 beyond um um on where we're at, right? I think the real question is how do you build those relationships, yeah. right? That's that's everybody knows relationships important. If you don't, then it is the single handedly number one thing. Now, again, like I'm very analytical, right? And I look at things, right? And I like, I try to solve problems, right? It's like, okay, cool. You know, if I'm a listener, I'm like, yo, I don't have these relationships. What should I do? All right, well, I'm gonna tell you what to do because I, I went through it, right? Because here's what happens, bro. If you, relationships come in two ways. You're either born into it or you're able to get it, right? But like, the thing is, what happens if you're not born into it, right? It's a huge advantage if you are, absolutely. That's the definition of privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like you're born into a family or a situation or a community that has relationships, you know what I'm saying, that, that, you know, whether your last name or your family ties or your friends, whatever can give you 100,000%. That is such an unfair advantage. It's ridiculous. What happens if you don't have that? Right. So I'm gonna go from that perspective because I didn't have that. Right. I had nothing. I had nobody. Right. And so now how do you build those relationships? And I'll put it very, very simply, right. Building, building relationships. I mean, you guys know it. I mean, everybody knows it. I just don't, I just don't think people are like, you know, willing to go through it or be patient enough for it. Building a relationship means that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interact with this potential person and I'm going to give them more than what they give me in return. Right? Wow. It's like every single time, it's like, like it is, here, this is what's hard for people to understand. It is not a fair exchange. <laughs> yeah. When you are working, when you are working with people and in the, in the mode of building relationships or building quote unquote brand, brand relationships, trust, they all mean the same thing. When you're in that mode, you're 100% giving more than what you're getting in return. It is not fair. You have a conversation with someone and, and even if they want to hit you up and say, Hey, look, uh, I want you to come here and speak. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I, I can offer you an honorarium and travel, travel and stipend. You want to know about build trust really fast? Tell them, Hey, bro, I already know it's your first one. I know it's hard for you. You know what I'm saying? I make enough money. I can take care of myself. Let me just give my time. To you. What do you think happens? What do you, how do you think that person is going to react? They're going to feel indebted wow. to you. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're going to feel indebted. Now, for the next 10 years, for everybody listening, make the rest of the world feel indebted to you. And then you have the rest of your world. And then you have the world in your fingers. That's it. Wow. Wow. So eloquent. That's, that's so elo- yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's really it. Like, you do enough. You do enough. Not even favors, bro. You do enough for people that it doesn't make sense. Then you just have all these people that are indebted to you, and it's not like it's not like it's not written in the contract. It's not on paper. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know you're not trying to make everything a transaction, right? We're talking about a relationship, right? Right? You go out of your way. You do things for people that they never even asked. You serve people. You you. I mean, Gary says all the time, and I don't even want to repeat it, but it's like. You give without expecting anything in return. Now, does is there a hundred percent turnover that every person you do that to you are gonna are gonna give a reciprocate? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. But you do it for ten people, and then five people are you know five people are willing to to ride out with you because you know you know what's even more valuable out of that? It's not even a, it's not even a transaction or a barter play. It's a character play. 
Right. And most people, mm. most people that are real life entrepreneurs, servers, givers to the people, the community, and the impact, a big part of the character is it's bigger than money. But I want to be around people that understand that. And if all you care about is money and transaction and what's fair, you're not even in the same circle. You're not even ready to be in the same circle wow. as some of the people that I'm in. Right. Right. Or right. even myself. Cause it's like, you know, and that, and you know what? And that's fine though, because you know what's most important? What we hit first in this conversation was you have to master yourself. You have to fill yourself up. If money is the most important thing for you right now because you need to survive, figure that part out first. Right. You know what you need to survive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Reach out to people when, when, when your cup is full so that when you want to give, you're not back at zero because you, want, mm -hmm. you might want to give so much, but if you know that, but if you're expecting something in return and nothing turns out of it and, and now you're SOL because you don't have anything inside of you left, then you're going to die. I don't want you to die. Nobody wants you to die. 100%. Pull yourself up. Get, get yourself out of that level zero, level one state. Get yourself out of survival state. And then as soon as you get yourself out of there, it's all about, it's all about relationships. It's all about, you know, and, 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 and that's what makes it easy. Now, I have people who have absolutely nothing, and they've absolutely given themselves to me, knowing that they have absolutely nothing in return. Some people it worked out for, some people it don't. Certain people in my life, I am so indebted to, they will never be broke again. Certain other people, they gave up everything to come work with me, but I knew that they knew that, they offered to come work for me only because they wanted to be close in proximity and to take and to just kind of take advantage of it and to show off and to do this and not really work. Right. And so when you want to give yourself to somebody, truly be there for them and not be there for your own selfish gains. Because if you want to be in my circle or be in anybody who's, you know, substantially, you know, making some strides, but you're there only to take their resources or show off that you're in their circle, that's not you giving to them. You have an ulterior motive and that's, that's caught really, really quick. Very, very quick, right? Um, and, and, what, and what she said, and I appreciate you pushing back on that, like, we all know, right, about the relationship piece, but it's like, how do you, how do you build those relationships? And it's so simple, but people just have to really latch on to that, right? Like, if you just are willing to do more for more, you know, for more people, right, it's not a, it's always going to be an even exchange, but you will likely find yourself in a situation to where most of the world is indebted to. Bro, it, it's every single time, bro. Every single time, bro. I, I have so many scenarios and like I can break it down, but most of my relationships come from just, you, you know why that works? Because only an idiot would not take value with nothing in, without getting, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, like only right, an, right, right. Who, who would turn down good free labor? Who would turn down, you know, an opportunity with no strings attached. Who would turn down? You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, like, but, and, and then what happens is you give yourself out. It kind of goes back to this whole thing where I said supply and demand earlier. Like, you just give yourself out. You know what it is, bro? You're a money guy, right? I, I use this, I use this uh, example all the time. You're a money guy. Right. What happens is when you're able to, to give with nothing in return or, or, and this is especially for all those people that talk about how valuable they are and all this good stuff, but all they do is complain every day because nobody wants to work with them or book them. You, you really know what the secret sauce is and, and the analogy is? If you're good and you give yourself out, you know what you are? You're, what you are is you're an underpriced stock. Mm. Right? Now, what, what happens to underpriced stock when good people 
find them. They will buy them all up. Buy they, them all up. You know, but they'll buy them up. What happens to that stock once it gets started getting buy up? The prices go up. The prices what happens up. when the prices go up? Now, now your prices go up, right? You yeah. are you you basically were an underpriced or you were not known or whatever it is. So you were an underpriced stock. You you knew you were more valuable. We all know that we're more valuable than what we get, but you just needed the market to see that. It's okay. Go ahead and give yourself to somebody and make them feel like they're taking advantage of you. Because as soon as you show your worth and the ROI, now everybody's going to want you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But guess what happens? Guess what happens? The people put that advantage on you first, what happens? Oh, that relationship goes, goes forever, right? What, what, do you do? what do you do for people that bet on you first, that gave you the opportunity first, that, that took the first risk? Because it's a risk. Exactly. Nobody saw you. Nobody saw you were an underpriced stock, but somebody decided to bet on you. Right. right? I decided to bet on someone, and now that person is dead to me, and I am dead to them because they're going to make me a lot of money, and I'm going to take care of them for the rest of their life. 100 percent right. i'm literally literally right now right like I, i've every year we kind of reevaluate our book of business and see areas of opportunity for growth and i look back at you know some of my older clients from 2016 2015 and i always push back on my team i'm like i'm not gonna like raise the rates on them because exactly now they get a deal they right. get the deal because you, you, got, you get where i'm going right because they t- you guys they better on each other here. exactly it's not because of what they're worth. It's just, it's relationship. It's relationship. And, and it's knowing who to buy into who, you know what I'm saying? Right. At the right time and moment and understanding the dynamics of the whole situation. 100%. I never, that's, that, that's really it, bro. And it's like, it, if you're somebody out there, man, I, I have no doubt in my mind that you're worth what you believe you're worth. I believe that. But you're, you're, just, you're just underpriced stock right now. Go into the market. Find a couple people to bet on you at whatever. It doesn't even matter because the reality is, you know, like, like if, you know what's funny? If people pay you what, what, what you think they're worth, what you think you're worth, and it's, and it's a stretch for them, the amount of pressure and stress is so over, above, and beyond. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you don't even get a chance to then over-deliver on that. Right. You want to build brand and relationships all about giving more, right? Let somebody just pay you bullshit and, and deliver so much over that that it's like that it's like you, you all the cards are in your hands. <laughs> it's like yo, like like now you did prove yourself. Now they can decide to to pay you more or, or continue to ride out with you in the long term. But it's it's all in your favor. It's just it's just that one step that you have to take. You know when you don't have demand, it's like you just gotta create it. You just have to create it. So simple, but so it's so simple. So, so simple. I, I, I love that, bro. What's up, guys? George Ashenpong here, founder of the Melanin Million Movement. Did you guys know that the Melanin Million Movement is on a mission to help 100,000 people of color invest their first or next $1,000 in the stock market, effectively creating $100 million of new wealth among people of color? If you haven't heard about it, head over to melaninmoney.com. Check out the Get Started page. There's also some great apparel on the site to help you spread the word without having to say a thing. So let's let's talk a little bit about because you one of the things when it comes to like connecting with your audience because I know sometimes you'll you know you'll be off social media and you're you know you're you're grinding and building the infrastructure of your business behind the scenes but whenever you come back because a lot of people they they care about algorithm you have to post every day. Uh-huh. Or- 
forget about you. But when you come back, everybody is tapped in, everybody's engaged, and it's like you never left. And <laughs> it's because of how how you communicate, right? And in the gym. Yeah. And the genuineness in how you communicate. So yeah. I bring that up to say, um, you know, what have been some of like your your biggest learning lessons, growing pains, and kind of being an entrepreneur? Because you, you've shared some of the things that you have experienced. You talk about you know, the conference, you know, going back to relationship, right? Everybody that comes to BYOB gets more than they pay for. Everybody, for sure, for sure, Everybody, right? Hundred percent. And I'm saying that someone who's attended twice. This is un, this is you know legitimate proof. Like I. I got more than I paid for when I when I when I, got I appreciate started. that. So I appreciate that. So we'll talk, let's let's talk a little bit about some of like this, the the lessons learned, the growing pains in being an entrepreneur because you you've done it in many facets. And so what you've done in the, on this podcast so far is expedited a lot of people's journeys if they actually listen and take heed. Um, so I'm just curious if you could share a little bit of some of the, the biggest growing pains and lessons you've learned so far. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, you, you said a lot there, man. I actually want to throw something out there to you. And I'm just, I haven't done a podcast in so long. And I just want to like give you so much right now. Because uh, I'm just kind of uh, taking a step back. But one thing that I do want to say too, another way to build relationships, honestly, bro, a very, very easy way to also build relationships. Um, uh, because what, what, happens when, what happens when you try to reach somebody that has it all, right? Or at least on the forefront, they look like they have it all, right? It's like, it's easy to build relationships with like people left and right. Because, you know, you're trading, you might trade time or whatever. But, you know, how do you reach somebody who's a lot higher than you? And you know what I, I realized? Because this might help, too. Because I, I realized, I feel like you did it, too, on some real, on some real, right? And I, I do it all the time. If I want to build a relationship with somebody that I have no con, con connections with, that I know they're super busy, that I can't even get to them, I can't even show them my value or give more to them, one of the easiest ways is just to, to honestly see what they have to offer and pay them, Right? Because what happens when you, when you, like, whether it's joining their course, joining their program, going to their event, whatever it is, because when you pay them, you know what happens? Now they're obligated to serve you, right? And so, right. Like, like, depending on the level that you jump in, whether it's, like, a deep inner circle or a one-on-one consulting or an event or a, or a course, like, they're obli- now you're on their radar. You know right. what I'm saying? If you want to just get on somebody's radar, honestly, the fastest way is just to pay them <laughs> on the real shit. Because yeah. now you're on the radar. And I, I remember even me to myself doing that, like, yo, I want to get close to this person, this person. But you know what? I'm not going to approach them and ask for something. Let me, let me just buy into, Let me be a customer. But, but, right. but being, being a customer means that now I'm on their radar and they have to serve me. Right? And mm-hmm. so my initial first step is like, let me just buy into and support them. Right? And, I, I, and I've done that for so many people. And, and then, then now, now they're aware of me. Now they're looking. Now they want to do a good job. They're going to look at who I am and what I do. And they're going to you know, try to help me. But now they're emotionally invested. Not because I'm even giving them uh, time or commitment or value. I'm just giving them my cold hard earned money because this is what they want, right? They wanted right. my money and I'm giving them my money. Now let's build a relationship. That's a very, very fast way to build a relationship also. And I, and I, and I, and I, want, I don't want people to miss that. You know what I'm saying? Because I even look at you, bro. It's awesome. Real. Like I look at you and, you know, you know we have you coming and speaking next year, right? But right. the reality is, bro, like you, you, you came out to our podcast events. You came out to our conferences all stuff. those multiple touch points allow me to be like dang yo who is this dude you know what i'm saying like let me look deeper like yo like i remember every time we connect it's just awesome conversations let me see what he's doing let me set up a call let me but it only happened because you came into my ecosystem right you know what i'm saying right. and now i'm like bro i see what you're doing i'm a fan i love it now we're about to put you in front of a stage in front of 500 people because I, I i feel like i know you enough and we feel like our te- our whole team feels like you bring so much value to the table you know what i'm saying 
And, right. and but that just started with you, not even forcing anything, but just buying into the system, buying into the ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have to force nothing. You just you were around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's another great way to build a relationship too. I, I agree a hundred percent. And like you said, it's it's really it's so simple, but it just starts with it's so being, simple, yo. Genuine. Like I I didn't have any ill intent. It was an ulterior motive. Boom. That's it. You even when you bought in, you didn't expect immediate like, oh, I need to connect with Drew right now, and like he needs to put me on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and that that's the key. Whatever you give to anybody, whether it's your time, your money, all that good stuff, you have certain expectations as as you should based off of what they promise you. If you buy into their program, you expect to come to a conference. If you're paying a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, like you expect what is written. But outside of that, everything else you let it organically build. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and, and you don't expect more than what has been promised. But because of that, that's really allowed me to like, you know, as I'm going along my journey and pacing on what I need to pay. Bro, and this happens to everybody. I'm talking about from the Tony Robbins and the Eric Thomas of the world to, to you know, the D-level celebrities like me and you. You know what I'm saying? Or, right. you know, F-level. I don't know what level we at right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know. I, you know, we not A, B, and C. We somewhere right. below there. You know what I'm saying? Right, but, right. but it's the same thing, bro. Like, it's the same. Every level has the same kind of, you know, game that you got to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I know stories of them going through the same thing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, and that, um, that's what makes it dope, right? You see people coming to Breakfast Club and, and they're telling you, like, the stories of how it all panned out. And it all was breadcrumb. I, I, one of the quotes I say is, relationships are the breadcrumbs to your destiny. Right? And yeah. so, like when you build real relationships and you look, you zoom out after, you know, we're, we're like in our fifties or late forties and like, man, like we got here, we could probably reverse engineer all of the people that were a byproduct. Right. 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 But, but with so, no intent, right. No, like it wasn't like, Oh, I saw Drew. I love what he's doing. I'm going to, right. How I can boom, boom, boom. It's like, no, like tap in, be a part of the ecosystem. And now through yeah. off of genuine. Yeah. Relationship, yeah. Yeah. Genuine yeah. Relationship. So, so the root, the root of all that, right? Because I really want people to like take this shit and like really, really run with it. The root of all of this is okay, cool. We know that relationship is the number one most important thing. Okay, cool. We know how to approach it. Now, the final and the, the, the number one base of the pyramid is in order to in order to even approach it, you have to be in the room. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Or you have to be in the environment. And so it's like, yo, you have to join these communities. You have to, you know, go to whether it's free networking events or or, or paid events, you have to be in the proximity of it. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole fancy-ass quote with the word proximity that I have no idea what it is, but I but you get where I'm going, right? It's like proximity breeds whatever. But you got to be, you got to be, you can't just sit at home all day, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and not put yourself in the environment. I noticed I didn't say put yourself out there. I don't care if you put yourself, I don't care. It's not about you marketing yourself. I don't care. I want you to be around to even see how other people market themselves. How do you even know how to market yourself if you don't watch the, 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 the experts do it? You know what I'm saying? How do you really know how people talk and the type of language they speak and the emotional intelligence and the intangibles that they do when they walk into a room mm-hmm. or if you don't actually physically see it in action live? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you see, you know what I'm saying, how people are moving and this and this and that? If you don't feel it, how do you know how hard people are shaking their hands? You know what I'm saying? And what really, really Ooh, the, the subconscious that gets transferred. Like, you don't know none of that stuff until you really, really, like like I said, not put yourself out there, but put yourself in there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it goes back to what you always say about, like, going deep instead of wide, right? Like, yes, going bro. You can yes. be, 
Like you know, yes, bro. Go, bro. go deep, go in, like in, bro, like in, in, in. Not not go out, not go far, not go to go in. Right, you know right. Because you were one of the first people I saw doing it, and like it was it was counterintuitive if you didn't understand what you were doing, right? Like you were one of the first people really hundred percent. Like, like when you're doing the long form captions on IG, hundred percent. Right? I was telling people I was because what I do is I do it for myself, and then I because I have an intuition that I think it works. Then it works, and then I'll tell people. Hundred percent, yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, and going back to an earlier point in the podcast, it's like people talk so much about like here, here, here it is, right? Why do people yeah. love Instagram? And they're not Instagram comedians, but like people who blow up and start on Instagram or comedians in general. They love them because all they're doing is vocalizing the things that we're all thinking about, right? 100%. All they're doing is, hey, I, I'll, this is what you're thinking about. This is what we, we, we set around the table when we're at our, in our homes in private. You're vocalizing it, and it resonates with me, right? Shout out to Alex Wolf. What resonate? Um, and it resonates with you. And so I feel like that is the core of what you do is like, hey, look, I'm just going to be off, deeply, authentically who I am. And for those who that resonates with, like they're going to latch on to that. Right, like, and, and that's who I want because those are the people who are going to really be entrenched in my ecosystem. I don't want the people who just want to breeze past my content or just want to catch a hundred thousand percent. I want, I want the cult fans who I'm, you know, my coming to town and they're standing outside for three hours in the small in the small uh, club because they want to hear me because of that tapped in. That's what I want. I don't want to be most known. I want to be most felt. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you do such a great job, of and, and and that's why. Yeah, and, and that's why when you were even mentioning about how like algorithms keep changing and going and every time I pop up, it's still popping. It's, the reality is, in my mind, I'll be honest with you, I've never cared about the algorithm. It right. doesn't matter. Why? Because my brain is so strong. Think about it. Like the, I, I, I know why they do the algorithm. Actually, I, it makes sense why. But like When this information overload, like there has to be some type of container or containment. The problem is, like I don't care if you show it to 10% or 5%. The, 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 the reason why it's so important to go deep with as many people as possible is because even if they throw it, you know, they show it to my 10%, all, all my 10% fuck with it. Now everybody else will fuck with it. So like, I still, when you understand brand and relationship and, and genuine value and, and, and truth and all that good stuff, it doesn't matter what percentage you show it to because it's, it, it works. It's always going to work. Like my brand is strong enough where like, no matter if you show it to a hundred percent or 10%, like it's going to work. And then once it works for the 10%, then that's when Instagram pushes out to the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? So like, to right. me, it, it it never mattered because at the end of the day, I I people know, or at least I hope people know that when they see my name or see a piece of content coming out, that yo, this is something important to to to, to listen to or watch or or read because they know every time they get a dose of it, it's good. It's 100%. like it's the same. It's the same dose that Instagram give you. It's, it's dopamine, right? They know that it's gonna be good. I got a good friend. His name is Charlie. He he spoke last year, right? Oh, yeah, this is why I'm also not a fan. This is also why, look, this is, you hit on the mark with the long caption. I'm a big fan of that. I'm, you know, I do it sometimes. I do it sometimes. Like, I did that a lot. You know, all that good stuff. Okay, cool. Here's another thing that he said that was killer, bro. If you realize this, this is also another reason why I preach. You don't have to post every day or consistently. Like, to me, that's BS. Because how do you give a, a how do you give people a good quality dose? Like, 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 dose. It's, it's hard to give quality every single day. I'm just being right. honest. You know and that's why, that's why if, if, I, if, I had to, if I had to share, I would rather share less, but make sure it's impactful than share a lot and then make sure 
Now, now, you know, what happens when you fucking overdose on anything or you take too much of any drug? You, 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 it wears out. It doesn't even hit you the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're making it hard. You're diluting your own shit. You know what I'm saying? You're diluting your own brand. And so what happens is, and, here, and here's the other quote too, and that's why I'm not a fan. I, I don't need to post every single day. Like, I post when I have something good to say. When it's good, they're gonna, now if I have something good every single day, then that's a win, right? But that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Cardi B can do that at this point because she just has that volume. But like, but like, here's the other thing. Like my man, uh, Charlie, he said, bro, he said, he said, the, the, the thing that people don't realize is there's a big difference between like, like influencers and even celebrities, right? Like, and I don't even know if that was the two main things, but don't miss the point, right? The point is this. The deeper point is this. Influencers love to talk, right? celebrities love to talk whenever something comes to their mind celebrities talk when they have something to say mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and it's yeah. like it's that it's that mindset too it's like bro you can't you honestly don't have that much good shit to say every single day it's impossible why because yeah. you have to research and you have to know and you have to think you know what i'm saying and like to even come up with one piece of content you know what i'm saying it's not it takes so much thought process and like understanding well what is everybody else talking about? Like, is everybody else already talking about it? If they are, well, then it makes no point for me to say the same shit because it's already out there. Everybody's already, you know, it's already right. diluted in itself. Right. right? So, like, when it's, I, when it's I say all, something, it's I want to... It's all connected, right? Because if you provide that depth, right, i.e. real value, guess what? You're going to go deeper with your audience, which means you're going to build better relationships, which means you're, like... It's all, you just, you know, we, I don't know if that was yeah, intentional, but it's all, it all connects. And then one other point I wanted to bring up to one of your earlier points about like testing the market is like when you put yourself out there right, or put yourself in there, as you put it, and you say, hey, look, I'm going to charge you peanuts or nothing. I just want to serve you. Right? I want to get my idea out there because I know that I'm valuable. What you also do is another form of R&D, right? You get a chance to value you get a chance to normally, how good you right. are. You can't validate in a solid, no matter how much time Correct. and effort on packaging your thing together. If no one's felt it, it's, you don't know if it's good. You might hope it's good, but you need that real-time feedback to know, oh, I need to make this tweet. Oh, that seemed good in theory, but it doesn't really work in practical application. So that's the other reason, right? Like, don't get ahead of yourself. Like, I believe, like Drew said, that you're valuable, but, like, let somebody get yes. their hand on it. Right? Yes, yes. And, and, and to even piggyback on that, bro, it's like, and check this out. I, 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 we talked about this the first, the first like five minutes. That R and D that you're going through, it didn't, it didn't cost you extra money. You know what I'm saying? To actually have an R and D team go through it, and so again, you're still saving in the in the bigger scheme of things by just going in and doing it and seeing if your product works or whatever. But then going through R and D, you know what I'm saying, and not having it because people don't understand, bro. Like you look at. Business is such a blurry topic because back in the day, man, it required so much, right? It required, you know, a physical building, an HR team, a back office, a front office, an R&D team, all this good stuff. But like now, because of the, because of the internet and the, and the information, a lot of that's getting cut out and, and everybody thinks that it's all easy and dandy, but people miss the point that the natural progression of what is required to build something big and great still requires process, people, time back office, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so you might be able to do something small and do it well, but if you really want to go big, there's still a process and a progression that, that must be, be, be gone through. You know what I'm saying? So 
hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. Uh, I mean, guys, I know we've we've kind of circled around, but this this is by far. I'm already gonna go ahead and put it out there. This is definitely gonna be one of the top three, and I, I think I'm at like six. <laughs> top three uh, podcasts just because again, deep, right? Like we're really, yes, we're harping on uh, certain points, but it's because like, there's so much, there's so much to unpack there. Um, so let me, let me uh, go into this question though. I know one of the other things that you recently started to kind of continue to intertwine your platform, caring more about the importance for mental health. Um, and so could you share with us why you felt like that was a necessary part to <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right. But like, well, why, why was necessary to make it a part of your platform? Because of course we know behind the scenes, like yeah. we all want to do that work to make sure that we're in a good space. But like, yeah, you identify that. Hey, look, I want to be a voice in this space. Um, yeah. because, because again, you you have a platform for entrepreneurs, right? So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. go down there. You, you want you want to know you want to know why I'm I'm doubling down on it. Yeah. <laughs> because it, and the answer is funny, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna be forever. Whoever, anybody who listens to this, I'm really I'm literally giving you my playbook. Because, 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 just like I predicted, how much you know branding and 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 just kind of building your own business, all that stuff was important three years ago, and how much the market was going to eat it up. I know for a fact that this is the next trend over the next three three to four years, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. If I could start, a, if I could start a fucking you know therapist company or a mental health institution or a, you know a, a something for creatives, I I one hundred percent I am doubling down. On, on what I know is going to be the next trend, and I'm just I'm just executing on it, and you know people are going to see two or three years down the road um, how 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 big and how fast, um, or they can decide to do it themselves too, and and that that this is literally my next my next guess on the next on the next biggest uh, trend based off of where the market sentiment is. Awesome. Well, keep me posted. I, I I'm I'm down. I'm good for an investment <laughs> if necessary. So keep me posted. Hey, you play, Hey, I'm ready, bro. You playing games, bro? I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready. Hey, hey. We, we, hey, we, don't we, play, bro. Let's we hop on. Do that right now, man. We can talk. We can talk. Uh, okay. Well, awesome, man. Um, well, as we kind of get ready to close out, um, tell us a little bit about what you're excited about for this year's BYOB. So for those of you who don't know, yeah, maybe you can give them you know, the quick spill about what BYOB is all about and then transition into like, what are you most excited about this year? It's the third year. That's a good thing coming threes. I know you poured your heart and your soul into this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys, and I'm not gassing Drew, you know, because he's on the podcast. Like it is, it is an electrifying experience. You can tell that they put a lot of effort, time, money, um, into yeah. the event, and again, it, it, through and through, um, try to the to the platform relationship, right? We as attendees, right? Before I built a relationship, with Drew, felt indebted because, like, man, I only paid two hundred or however much it was for this ticket, and I got to do this. I got to meet this person. I got all these breakout sessions, and I got to do this yeah. show, this business part, like indebted, right? And so, like, wow. And I, and, wow. I, and I say that because it's it's relevant to the whole concept of the podcast in terms of relationship building. Um, he, he's not just saying that, like he's doing that with his platform. So if you could yeah. share a little bit about what BYOB is and yeah. um, what you're excited about this year specifically. Yeah, no, man. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a conference, man, for, um, for creatives and entrepreneurs of color, man. You know, um, um, you know, it's a, it's a, I just know the value of just being around people who are overachievers, um, and, and, you know, people who want to build generational wealth and a legacy, but more importantly, want to be around people that, um, that, that are like them, right. That they can connect with, that they have natural synergy and alignment with, you know, it's so crazy. I'll give a quick backstory and I'll get out of here. You know, the, all of this came from like, yo, like five years ago, back in like 2015 or something like that, I went to a big conference, um, um up in Boston 
It was one of the most amazing marketing conferences in my life. There was 15,000 people there in one room. And I, I just knew that as a, as a new entrepreneur, as, a, as, a, um, as, as someone who's getting into this world and looking to, again, you know, build and grow and, and, and all that good stuff, you know, I, I, it was so valuable to me. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even like fathom two things that I noticed about that conference. One is there was a very high barrier of entry, right? Tickets started at $1,000. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, dang, like that's really expensive. Like the average person, you know what I'm saying? The average person in my circle is not going to be able to, you know, afford this. You know what I'm saying? So I, I wanted to mitigate that, right? And, and, do, and do something at a much, much uh, uh, more uh, uh, affordable level. The second thing I noticed was I was literally sitting there. I was with my partner at the time, 15,000 people in one room. And when I looked around the entire room, I was like, dang, it is literally like 99.999% like Caucasian males in this thing, right? And I was like, no, this is crazy. Like, like, of course they're going to keep building. Of course they're going to keep growing. Of course they're going to level up and make more money. Like, it's just, it, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Right? And I left and I was like, yo, I left that with my partner. I was like, yo, you know what? I want to do something like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, like, we're not going to just, you know, have 10,000 people in a room one day. But I was like, you know what? You know, we'll start with 1,000. Maybe we'll just, you know, double and double and double. But, you know, my goal is to ultimately be able to build something like this and, you know, at least when you look around the entire room, it's just a better representation of where America is today. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying, everybody, because of the, the internet, because of technology, because of what it can do for a lot of people in their lives and their generation and, and the curses that are getting broken, you know, we, we want to be able to do that, you know what I'm saying, for our communities and, and, and the people that, you know, we naturally could connect with. And so, man, that was, that was the beginning of it. That was really literally the seed that was planted into me in 2015. You know, it took me, so I had an idea. The crazy thing is I had that idea. Right, but I still had to. I still had to wait. I still had to go through the strides, the progression of what it took to get there. So we didn't. So then our first conference wasn't until 2018. You know what I'm saying? Like it was in Washington D.C. Over a thousand people showed up. You know, Insecure just came out, so we booked Yvonne Orgy. You know what I'm saying? Went all in. You know what I'm saying? Lost a ton of money, but we knew that the impact and the value could be there. Second year we went to Atlanta. Karen Silva's keynote. Dia Sims, a couple, a few other amazing folks. You know what I'm saying? 2,000 people came through. Over 48, uh, 48 uh, different states represented. Canada, London, a whole bunch of people. And, um, and uh, we were like, yo, like, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Still not profitable yet, but, but, but you know, we, we grow, we build, we learn. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we refine and we pivot. You know what I'm saying? And, and we just kind of follow the signs. So now we're going to Miami. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's, a, it's Memorial Day weekend. You know what I'm saying? Our goal is to kind of brand this weekend, kind of similar to how Essence brands 4th of July. You know what I'm saying? We want to create a space, you know what I'm saying, that people look forward to. That's kind of like a bizcation, right? I'm like, yo, like, you know, one thing that I know people love is people love having fun. People love the reunion feeling. People love the homecoming feeling. Yo, do that, get that, and write it off. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is a business conference. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your, get your dose. In, like, like, but, but you know why we do all that? Because we know our customer. We know, we know what matters. We know how to curate, you know, an environment, an experience. That, that they feel like it's going to be worth it for them. You know what I'm saying? So we're super excited about Miami. You know, we feel, we feel confident in our, in, our, in, our, in our community. We know that because people come from nearly all 50 states, we can almost pop up at any single city. You know what I'm saying? We also know that people love, you know, trying new cultures, going to a new environment, traveling. But you know what? Being around a safe space that they can connect, build, and learn and grow, oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like invaluable. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to just kind of, you know, pop out uh, anywhere and just have that experience and build more network locally and nationally, right? Um, right. But that's, that's it, man. And it's, it's Saturday and Sunday, Memorial Day weekend. 
Um, you know, those are the main days. We usually have an opening keynote and closing keynote on both days. We're really excited. We haven't announced our keynote yet this year, but it's going to be phenomenal. We're super excited. Most people arrive Friday evening for a happy hour pre-registration. There was two full pack days. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, four different keynotes, 35 plus sessions. We pretty much rent out the entire hotel. That's just a part of our brand. We like the idea of you running into people in the elevator, you know what I'm saying? Breaking bread over lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever it may be. Because why? Deeper, 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 right. deeper. It's not just one day, nine and five. No. You know what I'm saying? Go, 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 go huddle up somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Come up with some ideas. You know what I'm saying? Go, 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 go brainstorm and have a little mastermind in your hotel room. You know what I'm saying? If you're tired, take a nap, come back down, get your dose. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 all, all in one and it's so intentional. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, you know, and some people realize that and some people don't, but that's that's what, what our goal and hope is. And so, you know, you literally get some of the best of the best from the best um um, um industry thought leaders um in, in our space from the people that 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 know you, feel you, understand you. And um, yeah, man, we're super excited about it. And hopefully, man, you know, we can I love to kind of do a, a code or something with you so that anybody that listens to this or just kind of for you and, and, and your and your community and the people that are on your list or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Show some love to you awesome. guys and everybody that wants to come through, um, definitely can come through. Um George is gonna cover cover that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm so we'll do two things, right? So we'll 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 figure out a code and then two, what I'm also yeah. gonna do is I'm gonna sponsor a free ticket, right? So wow. so oh, instead man. of Instead of like, you know, the typical, hey, like, I love that. Tag three people. All you have to do is listen to this podcast. I don't even care if yeah. you send me a direct message and tell me, hey, this is why I got to be here this year, right? Because you've already heard, you've heard the, the dialogue that me and Drew had, right? You understand why I, why I was there and what that manifested into. Send me a DM. I don't, I don't want it to be like a public publicity stunt. Just send me a DM. Yeah, yeah. Why, why you feel like you should be there, right? And then I'll, I'll choose someone, right? And I'll I love that. And I'll, and I'll cover the ticket, you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, man. I, I, I really appreciate this again I, I can go ahead and say it because well, I recorded all of them out of all 60 this is definitely top three man this was a, a phenomenal conversation I appreciate you um, sharing so much Jim so much value and just being so genuine as always and so the last question I have for you is you know what does it mean to live life uncensored in your opinion um that's an interesting question for me right now man I think that um, that's an interesting question for me because I think that I, I don't want to give a generic answer. And, and as you guys can tell, like, I don't, <laughs> that's not my MO either, right? Saying what most people think or saying what, what most people would say. And I think that for me, um, living an uncensored life at this moment, for me, to be honest, is really just about it's, – it's really about finding – Finding the things that you love and make you happy and being able to, to consistently get, get your dose of that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, like if, if, it, if it's, you know, and it, and it, but, but truly understanding that, like, like Love is Blind is, is the number one show on Netflix right now, right? Which is, and it's kind of funny to me. Have you seen it? Have you, have you I haven't. Watched? I keep hearing about it from yeah. everybody. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, everybody's talking about it. But here's the thing, bro. It's like... When I talk about finding what you love or finding what makes you happy, I'm not talking about what it looks like. I'm talking about like if you were blind doing what you do, not even, not even, not even people say like, don't even worry about the money, like do it because you like, I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about like if you were blind and did not have the senses, could, does your heart feel the happiness and love out of the people that you're around, the things that you do? 
the moments that you have in life. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about, it's not about being with, you know what I'm saying, who you think is going to, you know, who you want to fall in love with. It's not about even doing what you think makes you happy. But like, it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like, I, I almost want to go as far as saying, if you were literally like, had no senses, if you couldn't walk, if you had no senses, but the feeling of just being still, what would still make you happy and still make you love the things that are around you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Is it certain people? Is it, is it not even certain people? It is certain people, but it's like not even who. It's like what, are, what do those people bring to the table that make you so happy, that make you feel warm? You know what I'm saying? And it has nothing to do with, with, with how they look, how they feel. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the conversations. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's what can you go deeper on in life that can just make you feel this feeling that it just gives you just pure joy and happiness, even if you can't see, walk, or feel it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To me, to me, that's kind of where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I spent my entire 20s going in on everything and finding myself. And now I just hit 30. And all I want to do is find that feeling. Right. That's, that's the pursuit. That's literally the pursuit of happiness, right? Like just pursuing that, that feeling. And that's so good, man. I, I, I really, I really, I think, I think the key with that is unlearning. I have to learn so much, right. so much. I, there's so much that, that I'm unlearning, you know, and I'm going through my, you know what I'm saying? Therapy sessions and I'm, all, I'm doing all this stuff. You know, if I want to help people with this, I got to go through it myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody might think and look and feel that, you know, I have it all together, but I don't. Because one thing that people don't realize is for everything you gain, there's something you lose. Mm. For all the success and all the money and all the opportunities that I gain, there is a lot that I lose in the background. A lot of people might not know what it is because I don't talk about it. You know what right. I mean? But there's a lot that you lose. I mean, it's, it's obvious. I mean, you can look at it, you know, if, you're, if all your time is spent in one thing, then, then where does your time go to your family or your significant other or, or this part or health or whatever? Like, it's all time. Right, so if I if I become obsessive over one thing and I gain more, then this it's undoubtedly means I want to lose out on other things. And so now I'm reaching more of an equilibrium in my life. You know what I'm saying? More of finding what truly, truly makes me happy because you know it's it's not just you know the money and the opportunities and all that good stuff. Hundred percent, hey man. This I, I I appreciate this podcast. It's gonna be one of the few podcasts I go back and listen to my damn self. Um, <laughs> it was it was it was just that good, bro. I appreciate you. I know you're on Thank the road. You, Oh, this is a phenomenal conversation. And guys, like I said, when this goes live, I'll drop all the, you know, instructions, if you will, on how to get that ticket. And me and Drew will figure out also, you know, a little code or something that you guys can be yeah. able to utilize for the conference. But it's, again, well worth it. Yeah. And, and, and if I could add in there one more thing, too. This is actually, I've never done this before, but um, as I transition, because as you can kind of tell, I'm going through a big transition. You know, you know if, you, if you listen to this entire, entire thing and you, you know, you, you enjoy, you know, how how I look at things and how I think, you know, I, I do the work that I've done, you know, historically has been just for like, even on like a, on a one-on-one or on a brand management, it's historically been for like, you know, very um, established, you know, high value clientele. But what I want to do is I definitely want to figure out a way, you know, to make it more affordable. It's not going to be cheap. It's still going to be definitely, you know, uh, an investment, but you know, I, I know brand, I know how to create a story and I know how to really, I can help anybody. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, it depends on where you are in your life, but I can really, really help anybody. And, um, you know, I, I think I'm probably going to start 
something new where, you know, I'm just going to open myself up. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, I'm not trying to touch the masses, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just trying to touch, you know, for a few people who are a little bit more interested. And so, you know, I just definitely want to put myself out there. You know what I'm saying? You know, I love to have a conversation, kind of see, you know, help you grow and, you know, connect with me on social media at Brand with Drew or, you know, shoot me an email, Andrew at, uh, at uh, BYOBlive.com. I, w- I would love to kind of, you know, see if there's anybody listening who might be interested. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, and we'll link all that in the show notes, guys, so you can have access to his email um, and, and send him a note or whatever he decides to ultimately roll out in that regard. But so, thank you guys for listening. Um, until next time, guys. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Podcast. Whether you've listened to one episode or 40 episodes, I am so grateful for you taking any amount of time out of your day to listen to my show. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show me that you have an appreciation for this content is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with at least three friends because that helps us spread the word, right? We don't have a big marketing budget over here at the Uncensored uh, Podcast Studios, which is my home office, by the way, but we do have your support. And with that support, we can reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. So guys, thanks so much uh, for your support. Please share this with three friends and leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.